Hi there, Darren Garman here, and welcome to this episode of the Heartland Multifamily Show, the channel for all things multifamily. And I'm looking forward to this episode because what we're going to be talking about on this episode is making investment decisions in uncertain and volatile times. How to make the right investment decisions, what investment decisions you should be making in uncertain and volatile times. Looking forward to sharing this episode and this information with you. Welcome to the Heartland Multifamily Show, the shorter, more profitable path to multifamily ownership and investing. All right, we are going to dive into how you can make better decisions, be a better decision maker, a more confident decision maker, and a more effective decision maker when it comes to your investing in volatile and uncertain times. I'm looking forward to going over this information with you. And before I do, just a reminder, if what I talk about on this episode resonates with you, makes some sense to you, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any other multifamily or investment information. So that's number one. Number two is, hey, I'd love to hear from you, get your comments and your feedback on this episode. So please below, leave me your comments and your feedback. Would really like to hear what you have to say regarding this episode. All right. Hey, we are in uncertain times right now. We're in volatile times right now. But here's the good news. The good news about that is not only with what we will cover in this episode, not only is it going to help you now during this uncertain and volatile time that we're in, especially investing-wise, but this is a really good template for you to use moving forward. So not only does what we're going to talk about on this episode apply to today, to volatile times and uncertain times today, it's going to apply to uncertain and volatile times as they continue to come up now and then. All right, so how do you do this? I mean, right now we've got wars going on. We've got an economy that's just a roller coaster ride. We've got political unrest. We've got social unrest. We've got all of these things going on, and I'm just scratching the surface. I'm just scratching the surface. So how do you, how do we make the best decisions that we can possibly make, investment decisions, in uncertain and in volatile times? Okay, so let me give you the five strategies the five strategies to use to make the best, most effective, most powerful, and wealth-building decisions you can make when it comes to your investing in volatile times. Let's go ahead and let's hit it right now. And let's start with number one. Number one is what you cannot do. Strategy number one is what you cannot do. And that is simply make decisions out of fear. Okay, you cannot make decisions out of fear fear. Let me tell you something. Some of my biggest investment mistakes that I've made, and not only where I may have lost money as an investor, but where I lost money from an opportunity I should have been involved in, was because of decisions I made based on fear. 
all right, based on fear. So I was making, in many cases, I'd put my head in the sand, hope it would all go away, or maybe make some real bad decisions based on just fear, okay? And really thinking worst case scenarios, not only happening in uncertain times, but continuing to happen. Now, do you want to, of course, not think about worst case scenarios? Do you, of course, not want to at least have that maybe internal discussion? Of course you do. But you cannot make all of your investment decisions out of fear. Because I promise you, if you do, most all of those decisions will be decisions, investment decisions you will regret. And again, remember, this includes not only where you make your investment, but where you don't make your investment. It applies in both of those areas. So that's strategy number one. Okay, strategy number one in making investment decisions in uncertain and volatile times is simply do not make your decisions based out of fear. Okay, all right, that's number one. Number two, don't follow the crowd. Okay, you want a formula to make the best decisions, the most impactful decisions for you, for those you care about, people around you, where you can actually explode your investing, do the opposite of what the crowd does. Okay, the worst thing you can do, especially in volatile and uncertain times, is do what everybody else does. You never, especially during volatile times, want to follow the crowd. You don't want to do what everybody else is doing. Why? 99% of the time, what everybody else is doing is wrong, and you want to be going the other direction. Okay, the other direction. That's where a powerful investment plan comes from, is doing the opposite of what everybody else does. And it's hard. It's hard in volatile and uncertain times because you kind of feel pressure to be pulled in that direction. It might be pressure from people you know, maybe people you may own a business or a property with. It may be pressure from maybe family or friends that are pulling you in the direction of making the kinds of decisions that everybody else is making because everybody else is making those kinds of decisions. They want you to do the same thing. Got to do this. No. Not going to do it, man. Not going to do it. I'm going to be going in the opposite direction. And here's what you'll find. You'll find that you'll get a lot of criticism when you do this. You'll find you'll probably get even some haters when you do this. Okay? You're going to get some negative feedback from more than one place when you move in the opposite direction and making investment decisions compared to everybody else. But at the end of the day, you will find yourself much better off, not only financially, but mentally, if and when you make those decisions. Okay, so that's number two. Going in the opposite direction when you make your investment decisions than what everybody else is saying and preaching and the talking heads are saying, you want to be going in the opposite direction. All right, so that's number two of five. Let's hit number three. So what kind of effective decision-making should you be making when it comes to investing in volatile and uncertain times? Well, number three is simply this. Make sure that when you decide to make investment decisions, all right, you make them out of experience that you have had or, 
Or if you don't have experience in that area where you maybe want to invest, maybe want to look at being involved in, okay, you take advice from someone that has been there, has that experience. You see, one of the biggest mistakes I see a lot of investors make, and they regret it big time, okay, is they take information and advice from people that don't have the experience in those areas, okay? You see it all of the time. Look, in today's world with media, video, podcasting, you name it, it's easy to put out a message. But just be careful. Be careful at who you listen to, who you pay attention to when it comes to making those decisions. So here's your real simple litmus test with this. Your litmus test is simply this. If I have the experience, okay, I'm gonna draw on my experience because as I've said before, there is no algorithm for experience. It doesn't exist, okay? So you depend on your experience, but let's say you don't have that necessary experience yet. You want to be having conversations, getting information from those people that have had that direct experience. Okay, the worst thing you can be doing is listening to all of the information around you, all of the talking heads, all of the videos, podcasts, you name it, of people that have not been there, done that. You want someone that's been there, done that. That's your litmus test. And what you'll find is if you use that litmus test, now you are at a super, super powerful base. You've got that powerful base to make real good and powerful decisions because you're using experience, real experience to make those decisions. You're not using guesswork. You're not hoping things will work out. You're using experience, whether it's your own experience or whether it's someone else's experience that has that experience that you need, all right? Okay, so we've covered three, three strategies to use when it comes to making investment decisions in uncertain and volatile times. Let's hit number four. Number four has to do with vision, okay? Vision, all right? What you wanna make sure that you force yourself to do here is look further ahead than what's right in front of you, okay? You wanna look further ahead than a foot in front of you or two feet in front of you when you're making these decisions. In other words, you don't want to be making what I call finite decisions. Now, is it necessary for you to, for example, hit your payroll in, in, you know, at the end of the month? Sure. Is it necessary, for example, for you to hit those key performance indicators that you need, whether it's your own wealth, whether it's your income that you've got, you know, say in your household or whether it's your family or whether it's your business. Of course, we all have those key performance indicators, you know, that we've got to hit, that we've got to reach. Okay. So that's finite decisions. And yeah, you've got to hit those. But when it comes to making investments that are going to be impactful for you, for those that you care about, you've got to look past next week. You got to look past the end of the quarter. You got to be looking into the future and have more of an infinite, infinite look out in the marketplace when it comes to your decisions and more of an infinite look at your vision when it comes to the investment decisions that you make. So in other words, you don't want to be making decisions just to make sure you get things done and taken care of for the next quarter. You want to be ideally 
making decisions that will take you not only through next quarter, not only into next year, but the next two, three, four, five years down the road. So when it comes to making those investment decisions in a volatile marketplace, in an unpredictable marketplace, you want to be thinking more infinite down the road. What's your vision? What do you want to accomplish versus infinite? Instead of what's in front of you, what you want to get done tomorrow, the next day, those things are important, but you want to be more strategic, not tactical. More strategic, not tactical when it comes to those decisions. All right. Wow. We've covered four or five strategies already, and I'm hoping that these four strategies have really resonated with you and I hope you're getting some good value from them. So let's talk about number five. And number five is going to sound a little self-serving. I'm going to admit it up front. Number five, strategy number five is going to sound a little self-serving, but I just want to remind those of you about this because many of you, when it comes to investing, either are invested in multifamily or want to invest in multifamily or you want to invest in more multifamily. Okay, you're probably, odds are, you're in one of those camps. And even if you're not, what I'm going to say to you, I think is going to make a lot of sense. And it's simply this. You don't want to stop going all in on multifamily right now. Okay, you don't want to stop doing that. Because again, What's the crowd doing? What's a lot of people doing? There's a lot of pullback, all right? Oh, we better not invest in anything. We better pull back. We better, okay, so that's what's going on. That's what the crowd is doing. We've already talked about doing things opposite that the crowd does. But when it comes to strategy number five in multifamily, I want you to think about three important things. Three important things. Number one, cost of construction. Cost of construction. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that costs of construction are going to go down? Probably not. Do you think they're ever going to go down? Well, maybe there's a chance they could go down at some point in time. But realistically, what do you think costs of construction are going to continue to do? They're going to continue to go up and up and up and up. Okay, so if that's the case, if it's going to cost me, for example, $300,000 to build an apartment unit, but yet I can go over here and purchase an existing apartment unit, great condition, great location, for $60,000 a unit, I don't really have to have advanced economic degrees to figure out that's probably something I need to think about. Right? That's probably something I need to consider. Because that dynamic is not going to change. I don't think it's going to change, especially in the near future. Of course, anything could happen. I don't have a crystal ball. You don't have a crystal ball. But think about it. cost of construction and multifamily is going to continue to go up. So if you can find, get involved in some of those apartment communities where they're so under that cost of construction price. My example was $60,000 a unit for an existing property when it's costing $300,000 a unit to build, it's kind of a no-brainer. It really is. So that's number one to think about. Number two, do you think the affordability for someone to own their own home, own their own condo, is going to get easier, better, going to be something that more people 
can get involved in? Realistically, no. Realistically, no. Okay, even though as I'm recording this, wages are going up, aren't they? All right, but so is cost of living. If you look at historical information, you're going to see that the cost of living continues to go up pretty much lockstep with inflation each and every year. And as a matter of fact, the average American is not really gaining ground when it comes to their finances. They're slowly losing ground. All right. Then you throw in wild cards like health insurance, college tuition. You throw in, maybe I might want to even save a little bit of money. Uh, I might want to even put a little bit of more money, some money away, maybe have a little bit of fun, maybe vacation. You throw those things in there, vacations, that, holy cow, it's tough. It's tough. It's going to get harder. It's going to get tougher. And so what happens when the, that affordability continues to decrease? That's right more than likely people are going to continue to rent. Uh, that's going to be the case. So the numbers of uh, people that will continue to rent and frankly will want to rent, okay, will want to rent, they're going to continue to increase. They're not going to decrease. They're going to increase. And I'm not saying people won't continue to buy homes. They will. They'll continue to buy condos. They will. They'll continue to do that. That will continue to happen. But those numbers will go down each and every year compared to the number of people that will have to and want to rent. Okay. And then the last thing I'll say about going all in on multifamily is simply this. Protection. Protection. Okay. When it comes to the economy, when it comes to uh, volatility, when it comes to not being sure about what's going to happen. A really well-located, well-maintained apartment community can be a great step towards that predictability, can be a great place to park your money, regular money, IRA money, for a period of time. Why? Because of the things I just mentioned, plus some other reasons why. But, you know, if I put my money in the stock market today, I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to go crazy. If I try to buy bonds, who knows what's going to happen? If I try to do good, I mean, there's so many other investments, by the way, all of which are good at certain periods of time. But when you own your own apartment community, you've got that predictability factor built into it already. And having that predictability factor in uncertain, Volatile times is huge, not only for your own financial well-being, not only for your own mental well-being, but if and when the time comes where you want to now sell it, there will be others that have that same thought process that'll be looking to have that conversation with you about owning what you have. Okay, so we've covered five main important strategies to use when making decisions in volatile and uncertain times. Let's go ahead and let's hit those points one more time. Number one, we wanna make sure that we don't make fear-based decisions. That's strategy number one. Strategy number two, we wanna do the opposite of what everybody else is doing, 
Okay. Strategy number three, experience. We want to use our own experience to make these investment decisions. Or if we don't have that experience yet, we have to have somebody that has that experience, has that experience that we can have conversations with, listen to, um, or watch. All right. Number four, more of an infinite vision with your decision versus what's right in front of you, what's in front of you a week from now, two weeks from now, you need to be thinking out one year, two year, three year, five years, ideally, if that's possible for you. And then lastly, number five is going all in on multifamily, even in volatile and uncertain times. So look, I hope that this has been a great episode for you. I hope that if you haven't taken notes, you're gonna be taking some mental notes and if you use these strategies, even as things get more difficult, more unpredictable, more volatile, I promise if you use these strategies, you're going to be much better off not only financially, but mentally. All right. Take care. Have a great day.